Ask the Podcast Coach for December 10th, 2016. Let's get ready to podcast. There we go. There it is. It's Saturday morning. This is where you get your podcast questions answered live. We call it Ask the Podcast Coach. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, joining me right over there, the one and only from the Average Guy.tv, Jim Collison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good on Saturday morning to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach and uh, look forward to chatting about some podcasting this morning. Who wouldn't want to? Absolutely. So if you uh, if you have any questions, the way this works, there's a little button somewhere down there over by Jim that uh, you can click on that and uh, we will invite you on in. Uh, if you uh, are being that it's Saturday morning, if you're if you if it's a uh, have mine in here. If you have a baseball, if it's a baseball hat and sweatpants kind of day, don't feel like coming on camera. You can uh, always throw them there in uh, in the chat room. I'm wearing um, shorts. I'm just saying. I'm not like, wearing. I, don't even, I don't have pants on. <laughs> so anybody could come in here. I'm not even wearing pants. Exactly. And uh, I have been playing a lot with this, so we have to start off the day um, with a little Alexa. Uh, Alexa, tell us a holiday joke. Why did the toy maker learn karate? For off defense. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, Woo! Exactly. Yeah. So have she, you done, have you done the dumb, the drum roll on this? No. I'll have to do that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of really stupid things you can do with that. You can fist bump them. You can, you can fist you know, bump. Nice. You can fist bump it. Yeah. Fist bump, and she'll say something like "boom," high five. <laughs> I think we still have a ways to go when it comes to just some of the getting all the answers back for it. But I recommend it. I mean, I've, I have it plugged into the board and I've used it from time to time on the podcast. And just like we do here, I, I think it's response is a little bit slow. Um, you know, we, we both struggle to get it to, you know, echo, listen, pl- play a drum roll. Let's see if it'll do it this time. I can't find drum. No, see, yeah, see, she's there like, you go. So you, it's gotta be exact. It's not kind of deal. Perfect. But I, I you know, it, it it's nice to have down here, and it does some nice things. Is it a podcaster's? Do you need it as a podcaster? No, I don't think so. No, not, not at yet. all. Not uh, speaking of things you need, we I got an email from Gabe mm-hmm, DeMaio. We'll call him Gabe. It says, Dave, a few weeks back, you on the SOP, meaning the School of Podcasting, you, um, there was a, a page with free resources for copyright, free music, um, et cetera, photos. Can you help me out with, with that? Um, by the way, I just posted episode four of Guys and Food, so check out Gabe. I'm assuming guysandfood.com would be a good domain for that. But on the next show, I have a major league guest, Dan Pashman from WNYC's The Spark Fool. So there you go, on episode number four. So that'll be episode number five. That is podcast – oh, see, I don't remember my own domain name. I think it's podcastingresources.com. Yes, which will then redirect you to podcasting-resources.com. So anytime you're looking for royalty-free music, advertising networks, boy, that's the that is the new. That's talk about orange is the new black. I don't know the the we started off the year of the player and we're ending up with the year of the advertising network because there's a bunch of those popping up and I just got somebody sent me an email about one of these things and it's not your typical one what it turned out being was a 
they're streaming. It's a it's a streaming source. Basically, I use Abovecast for my if I'm going to do a streaming station, and it's basically what this was. But they will stick ads in your stream, and I explained to the guy, yeah, open stream because I accidentally put it into the resources, and I think I'm going to pull it out because it's just like, nah, it's not really a podcasting thing. It's a live streaming thing. And what's interesting is I emailed the guy. They have a demo on um, – they have a demo on their site, and they're playing some guy's podcast. And before it, they play a cigarette ad. And I'm like, you know, if you're going to pick an ad that's going to separate the men from the boys real quick, you know, it actually wasn't a, a cigarette ad. Let me back up. It was a vape ad. Said, Can you even do that anymore? Yeah, it was a vape ad. But to me, I'm like, I don't even understand what vaping is. I'm so out of that loop. Um, I just know it looks like you're smoking, but you're not. Um, and I just thought, mm-hmm, okay. So I emailed the guy and said, Hey, what's the CPM on these ads they're putting before? Cause one would think that if you're in the demo, you're using their service. And I haven't heard back from the guy. It was a couple days ago, which brings up point number two, whatever email you have set up on your website, uh, you might want to check it every now and then to, uh, to see yeah, it. that's the that's the problem, right? Is a lot of people get, you know, like I have Jim at the average guy.tv. And that's just not an account that I use all the time. So you have to you have to find a way to intersect with it. Cause everybody most people I think have another email address that they probably use as their yeah. primary, a Yahoo or a you know, whatever, Gmail. And uh, so they're just not checking it. It's really hard in Gmail to check those those, especially if you open up a podcast account with Gmail. You got to flip over to those accounts all the time to get them checked, unless you set up some kind of alerts. By the way, I recommend just forward all that email into the one you do check. That's on what I do. Basis. If you, if you if you email Dave at schoolpodcasting dot com, it goes right to a Gmail account. Yeah, and I've I got. Yeah, you know, go if, ahead. If I wanted to, I could go into the actual School of Podcasting email. And delete those, but I keep them there. It's like, look, I'm paying Google ten bucks a month for that. I'll fill up that inbox. I, I don't care. So yeah, um, oh, well, you can use Outlook.com to 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 feed them all into. That's another way of doing it. If you want to get it done that way, there's lots of different ways to get it done. But yeah, Dave, to your point, if you're sending people or you're asking for feedback and then you're not checking that and. There's nothing worse, I think, for a podcast listener when you email the host and then two months later they get back to you like, oh, oh. sorry, I missed this. Dude, you know? check That's this just, out. It's terrible. I, um, at the end of October, started emailing members of the School of Podcasting saying it's time to either graduate or go to the new system because I wanted that done in November. And I just had a guy uh, this week. So I, it went out in November that said, hey, um, I think I'm going to graduate. And I'm like, you've already been graduated because at the end of the the month of November, I'm like, if you haven't emailed me back yet, I'm more or less kicking you out of the school of podcasting. This is your last chance to get in grandfathered in at your price. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's been done. If you haven't, you know, if you haven't received a new bill from me, you're not going to get that. So it's it's interesting how people now, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure Eric K. Johnson That's one of the things on my list today emailed me like the day before Black Friday and my inbox just went on Black Friday and it's I'm pretty sure it's still in there. I need to go back and dig it out. But um yeah for anybody looking for Ask the Podcast Coach, I believe that is one of the few sites I have hosted on Bluehost. And Bluehost the last couple of days has had a few problems. And um and to answer Chris Nessie's question, I'm not I, I in the chat room I put um open stream dot co 
And they were, they're billing themselves as a podcast company, and they're not. They're like, hey, we can get sponsors for your podcast. Well, what they want you to do is put your podcast on a streaming server. So kind of think of like Shoutcast and Live 365 kind of stuff. And then they'll put ads in between each song. And when I looked into it, I was like, well, this isn't even a podcast thing. It's, um, so uh, if you wanted to do streaming... Um, I recommend Abovecast. It's fifteen bucks a month, and it's and ask the bod, ask the podcast coach dot com slash Abovecast. So yeah, I'm not recommending them. And yeah, the the site is down. And um, um, yeah, so but you can get directly here. We have twenty, so I think a lot of people have yeah. found the way to direct. Yeah, I put a, a, a I put a couple tweets out uh, saying hey. I, I put one at about ten fifteen, and then I put another one out at ten thirty saying hey. Um, you know, we're going to be over here today. And somewhere there's an iPhone that hasn't been muted. There we go. While you're finding that, Dave, let me go back to that email conversation. I uh, Because of the community management that I do for Gallup uh, with all our social media stuff, I have um, in, in contact and I send out, oh, you know, 100 or so emails every week inviting folks to join our social channels. And there's one in particular that's private. They have to have that email they get from me to, in order to get into it. And I am still surprised. I send that email out and I actually version the email in the title so I can see how long when it comes back to me, I can kind of know when I wrote it, when it went out, at least in what month and some of those kinds of things. And I am surprised. I get emails nine months old that have, that they're like, oh, hey, I just, you know, add me to the group. And it was nine months ago. What have you been doing with this email for nine months? And so with your with your customers, with your listeners, do you cannot take a one email approach like, hey, I'm going to email you and this is I'm going to pretend that it's going to actually get to you. Right. I mean, you've got to send them an email and then send it again and then send it one more time. And I know it feels like spam, but you, you've got to if you want them to do stuff, you got to keep, you know, you got to keep going. The the Vint Cerf, who invented the Internet, uh, is a good friend of Gallup and we know him pretty well. And he's working on the interplanetary Internet right now. And when they send messages through that system, there's this redundant messaging where it goes, hey, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Is it there? Did you get it? Are you sure? Did you get it? Right? Because they know it's it's unreliable. And email with your customers or email with your your listeners, not always reliable. So don't think you can send one note and it'll be good enough. You got to put it on Twitter. You got to throw it on Facebook. You got to send them a note. And even then they're going to miss it because like your Black Friday thing, if you send an email that day, yeah. I got 50 emails that day. I might have went delete, 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 and uh, and miss the email. So make sure you're sending out that communication multiple ways. Yeah, that's – in fact, most calendar programs now where you do the automatic scheduling thing will send – you can set up like three emails beforehand. Like send one out 24 hours, send one out you know, eight hours, and then send one out 10 minutes before – the event because you just want to remind people and and boy is that helpful because I had um, one a couple weeks ago that I forgot to email the guy usually I email everybody even if it's there like if they ask me to be on their show I will email them and go we're still on for tonight right and they're like oh yeah forgot about it and I forgot to do that once this month and I called the guy and he's in the middle of Walmart ready to cry when he realized what he had done I'm like no nah, it's not a big deal you know we all do it I did a thing this week talk about boy you want to feel stupid. I do these things for the school of podcasting to, to just peel back the complete curtain. And this is uh, – maybe we'll talk about this, things we plan on doing in 2017. But I scheduled a – what we call office hours. It's basically just live Q&A. And the, 
pretty much this whole week, I've been going to bed at like one and two in the morning, trying to get caught up on some stuff. And so I, uh, got, got done, uh, ran out, uh, to the, the grocery store, came home, hit the treadmill and was like, Oh cool. I got a half hour till my meeting starts. And I, I laid down on the couch and woke up with about 10 minutes left of it and was like, and didn't even realize it. I was so groggy. Um, and Bernie had decided he wanted to sleep on me since I looked so comfortable. And I was just playing with a cat. And it wasn't until I walked upstairs at 11 o'clock that I see this email, your attendees are waiting. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I was like, oh. So I sent out an email and everybody understood. So that's where I say people understand. But I was like, you don't typically think to yourself, I better set an alarm for myself at 830 so I'm awake. You, you kind of assume you're awake. So that was so that happened. So that was mildly embarrassing. It can. Yeah. It can. You know, and, you know, you just set the systems, set your systems accordingly. So yeah. you make sure you're there at the right time. And, and I find with my weekly guests getting in a rhythm of communication. So book, you know, we book it. I make sure they're clear on the times. And then as I get into the beginning of the week, since we record on Thursdays, try to send a note out on Monday that says, hey, just just a reminder, we're, we're doing the show on Thursday. And I, and I should do this more often, always restate the times, because even though you said it before, it, they'll forget. I mean, you, you know, you're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central. They don't. Right. And so make sure you reiterate those times. And I also reiterate the pre-show time. So, hey, I'm going to send you the link to connect at this time. This is what we'll do in between now and then, and then we'll start the live show at this time. Because I, I did that one time, and, and you know I kept like, where's the guest? Where's the guest? And they're like, oh, I thought I was supposed to connect just a few minutes before the live show. And we connect. Uh, I like them to connect at least 15 or 20 minutes ahead of time in case there's problems. And so – and then we just have a really – you know, we have a live show that I cut out of the YouTube video when we're done, or we have a pre-show that I cut out of the YouTube video, but I like to get started nice and early and, and make sure they're, they're not having any trouble. The worst thing is to get a guest that's flustered, right? You, yeah. you know, you've run them through the, you've run them through the wash on, uh, on getting their camera <laughs> set up or their microphone or whatever, and it's not working right. And so we also at Gallup now, um, I'm fortunate enough to have a guy who does all my pre-show setup for the mics. So nice. he's doing the pre-calls. And, you know, I just did a show on Friday, yesterday, four people. And that's a lot of work if you, you know, you guys know to do that yourself. And we wanted to make sure everybody was set up. So he did a day before pre-show call where he checked everybody out and did it individually and made him feel real special. So that's one of those kind of things, too. Now, my guests are all almost always podcasters, so I don't have a I don't have a hard time with that. But not everybody gets guests on that are that savvy. So I always recommend connect early, get them get do a pre show, do a pre call where they're you're not doing the show, um, and and they they get a chance to connect with uh, without the pressure. Yeah, I was on uh, Michael O'Neill's show. Uh, I'll be out Monday for the Solopreneur Hour. And what he does is he actually calls you via video, kind of does a little, hey, here's where we're going to go today, because it's interesting. His show has no – it's just a conversation, and then he he steers it towards entrepreneurship. And um, so he does a video thing just to kind of have a little face-to-face time. He's like, all right, I'm going to hang up and call you back and just go audio to audio uh, and do that. So Because I've heard that if you just turn off your camera in Skype, it's not the same as if you called up and went audio to audio. And I'm like, huh. don't know if that's true or not. Seems kind of wacky, but okay. Less uh, bandwidth for sure. Yeah. So that was a lot uh, less bandwidth. Yeah. You know, we, we forget, we love these cameras, but 
we forget how bandwidth hoggish they can be in, and it's hard to, I mean, you'll see it. And if either side is struggling, uh, just shut the video off, you know? Yeah. We did have a question from Michelle Summers. Uh, no, I take that back. This one's from Greg Tanner. Do you have a tactic that helps you from saying a certain word or phrase? For example, I notice I say, you know, a lot when speaking at events or on a podcast. I do have a tactic. It's called editing. That's basically. <laughs> it's hard. It is it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. The um, Probably the biggest thing that would help that would be to slow down. Like if I actually took a second to figure out what I'm saying before I say it, and that's the thing, when you have to think about it, that's usually where that awkward pause is what you're going, because uh, you don't want there to be this awkward pause. So you have to just get used to not saying anything in the awkward pauses. And I think that's, that's it. Cause I know mine is, you know, and I say it so fast, it's ridiculous. And then, um, I was listening to last week's show. I went solo and I was a, um, machine. And the other thing I, I do horribly and I usually try to, what's the word? Um, mm-hmm, I do it on purpose to not pay too much attention to the chat. And I did not do that last week. I was all over the place. Well, you were solo. Yeah. And so you were trying to do that in, in awkward pauses. And I, I noticed too, you'll go in um, and it, you yeah. use that to fill that space while yeah. you're thinking. We all kind of do that, yeah. right? I mean, not very few, you know, I've recorded pros who are really good at just keeping the conversation going and you know, they're not thinking about what they're saying. Yeah. Like it, but they've said it so much. It just rolls off their tongue, and that and and that's the I think that's the magic in being able to do this kind of stuff, where you're taking two or th- two or three things at a time, and it just takes practice. Yeah, I know my uh, my key answer if I'm doing an interview is awesome. They'll be like, and I did this, and that's when the thing and thing, and I'll go awesome, and then I, I'll go to the next question. I'm like, I need to write down a bunch of adjectives, splendid, uh, you know. But it kind of makes it kind of makes you who you are too. I, right. I want to caution people not to take out too much of that because it's <laughs> it's part of who you are. And, and people become you know there's for certain phrases that we all say and we all have. Don't don't get too crazy about trying to take some of those things out. Some of that makes you that your listeners are waiting for some of that content. Now if it's obnoxious, if it's at the um, a lot of people say yeah, yeah. You know they start with yeah and then they'll or yes or they'll so, right they'll, and the, yeah. But don't don't get too crazy on it. I mean, some of it's cute. We do get crazy. I uh, I was working with somebody this week that sent me a screenshot of their podcast in the podcasts app from Apple. And Apple, being Apple, likes to make their stuff pretty. Like if you look at the school podcasting in the podcasts app, the background is light purple because my logo is kind of purplish. And they were like, there's something wrong with my logo because there's this white line around it. And I looked it up Well, their logo was completely black, all black with like one word in the middle in white. So it was Apple basically putting a drop shadow, but you can't put a drop shadow on something that's black because, well, it's black. So in true Apple fashion, they made this little light behind the black thing. And I was just like, the things that we look at that I'm like, you know, I don't think that little white line is going to cost you a single listener. 
And I was just like, I understand some people are really into branding and things like that, but I was just like, wow, we obsess over things that are just like, you could let that one go. And I know you're talking about cutting out every um and you know, and I'm like, yep, these are the things we somehow get uh, get stuck on. So, well, it's and don't get me wrong, it's important to cut some of those things out. Yeah, and I I do I <clears throat> excuse me I produce for a podcast. I'm losing my voice this morning. I produce for a podcast that they don't want any of that stuff in there. And so I've got to go in and literally take every single um or ah and then blend it back into the sentence and some of those kinds of things. And so that's the way they want it. And and that's fine. My own podcast, I don't, I don't cut a darn thing out. I just leave it in and away. One take wonder like this show, right? One take wonder away it goes. That's it. Although there is some editing occasionally. I, if, if we have somebody try to come in and they can't, I usually try to edit that out because that, that doesn't make for good podcasts podcasting going wait no if you hit the camera no uh, that's that's no good well jeff makes a good point in chat he says i will say uh if you use a filler word every other word that's tough yeah Uh, that's That's tough to listen to when the ums and you knows become distracting that's when i cut them out that's usually when i I try to hey we should sometimes that's hard real quick Mm -hmm. sometimes that's hard because they went uh and then go right into the sentence yeah that's when i don't that out is tough. Yeah, I go for the the low hanging fruit. It's the one where they go, um, and then they say something. I'm like, highlight, delete, done. See you. Hey, we should probably talk about next week. Um, that'll be December 17th, as I will be on a plane flying back from Florida. I'm going down um, Thursday to the Tampa Bay Business Association, and I'll be doing kind of a podcasting 101 via kind of business ish. So there's some really interesting. I haven't. I found some articles I need to look at talking about how do you track return on investment from a podcast for a business that I'm going to work into, which is uh, kind of interesting. But my question is, I don't know if you want to do a show next week because I'm probably not going to be here. No, so, let's let's just take the week off. And I, then, this is your show. And then the week after that is Christmas Eve. Um, bold Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Saturday Eve. Saturday morning, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Let's, I, I'm okay if you're game. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, that'll I'm be game. cool. Yeah, we won't start the full Christmas festivities till that night. My son comes in that evening from San Diego. From he's my Marine son, so nice. I got a bunch which of podcast. Um, what what uh, conference are you going to next week? I'm going to the Tampa Bay Business Owners. It's a thing that Chris Kermitsos from uh, Podfest runs, and he's. Are like, you speaking? I'm speaking. I'm doing uh, 45 minutes on kind of a podcasting 101, which was interesting because that was going to be my closing keynote for PodFest. I thought I would do a mixture of like some steps to do. So that's, that's, uh, which is interesting. So now I, that's why I'm trying to spin this one more towards how do you track return on investment with a business podcast as well as kind of a podcasting 101. So I can use the stuff already made for PodFest. For PodFest, I don't feel like... Yeah, if you can repurpose it, it's great, Yeah, right? I just submitted at our local... We have a local tech conference that I podcast at every year. So every uh, every six months, you know, that's on one in the spring, one in the fall. And then we set up a podcast booth there and I, and I get really great um, tech podcasts out of there. But I, I've been submitting the last couple of years. I want, I want to do a session on enterprise or business-focused podcasting. That's what we do at Gallup. And so I'm, I'm thinking I know a few things about it. So we'll see. I submitted again this year. They've turned me down twice and like, uh, podcasting isn't really what we're looking for at this conference. Yet, yet they let me podcast in the lobby, right. To, you know, to right. promote them. But so we'll see. I think that's one of those kinds of things that 
you know, I made a file that had, and I'm sure you do this too, Dave, where it has all, it's got all these ideas in it. And then whenever I submit to a conference, I, I copy all that whole thing and I keep it to make sure I've got what I use. Cause if it works, I could use it again. And I don't think, I don't know. Let me ask you, I don't think it's wrong to create a presentation and then do the same or similar presentation, especially when these conferences are regional. And most of them aren't recorded. I don't right. think it's wrong to do the same or similar presentation each time. Do you? I don't. I've done um, slightly different variations of how to grow your podcast audience. Uh, I did it for International Podcast Day. I tweaked it a little bit and did it at DC PodFest. So I always add a something a little new or something. So it's not the exact same thing. But the core of that is always going to be the same. You know, find out what your audience is. Find out what they want. Give it to them, basically, is and then go find where they are and tell them about your show. I mean, that's, yeah. So Randy well, says Randy, comedians do the same routine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something to that. Like, I mean, with comedy, timing is everything. And th they're good. They're funny because they practice this over and over and over. And, and I think we should be similar with our craft in that when we do these presentations, they should be well rehearsed. I know Pat Flynn spends an enormous amount of time making sure his presentations are spot on. And I, I think sometimes as podcasters, because we're so used to just getting on the mic and winging it every single week or whatever we do, we think we could go to a conference and do that and be effective. And would it, is it okay? Can you pull it off? Sure, yeah. you probably can. It, would it be better if you practiced it? Totally. And so that's just not a, that is not an art or a gift that a lot of, and I'm guilty of this myself. I'm just, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably the chief offender of this. Um, it's, it would be good to get some practice in. And so if you've done them in several different places, you kind of understand, like, you know where the crowd is going to laugh. And if you know that, you can really, really use that to bring the crowd in. But you got to practice that. And I, you ever yeah. watch those guys or gals and you, you can tell they never practiced that joke before and it just falls flat. And it's one of their first jokes. And you just go, oh, this is going to be a long presentation, yeah. you know, kind of deal. And And so those... I think practicing those um, those speeches, those things that you do, when we go out and recruit, I have a six-minute um, kind of condensed message thing for our recruiting for Gallup, and it's well-rehearsed and well-practiced. And Dave, I know the three spots where people are going to laugh in that presentation because I do it every time, and they laugh in those spots every time, you know, and it's practiced. So let me encourage people, if you're going to do that kind of stuff, and I think Kim from Toastmasters would agree. Practice your speeches before you go out there. It's it's a good idea to, well, to get a little practice. Here's the thing too. Don't just because a lot of times you're like you'll you'll go practice and in your head you're going, Okay, I'm gonna open up with this and then I'm gonna go to the thing and then I'm gonna do the thing and, and you're you're going through you're not actually letting the words come out of your mouth. No, actually say the speech because sometimes you're like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And when you go to say it out of your mouth and you actually need the details that's where you're like, oh, that doesn't flow very well or something like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm with uh, – when I did um, – last year when I did PodFest and somebody wanted to do something, I'm like, ah, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, actually, I'm going to go back to my room. I'm going to practice my presentation for tomorrow, and then I'm probably going to bed. And they're like, what's – seriously, why are you – and I'm like, no, this is – and I said, in the day of, I will practice it. I just Until the minute I get on stage, I'm going through that thing because it's – it's an opportunity. I mean, really, your podcast is an opportunity to do a presentation in front of people. And you need to take advantage of every opportunity you can. Now, that doesn't mean you obsess over it, which uh, some people do. That's why they never launch. But 
Um, at least that one. There's especially. a fine line between obsession and being well rehearsed. Yeah. You know, or having quality. And this is the hard part. I, I hear us talking about these, that this quality line, you know, don't obsess so you never do. But there is that fine line between that and quality. And, and I think there with some of us, me included, we could practice and we could we could worry about quality a little bit more sometimes than we do. And so just winging it. I mean, Dave, don't you think, don't you agree? We have a little bit of a mixed message because we tell people all the time, just get it out there. Yeah. Just, just do it. Just get it out there. And then they get it out there and it's not very good. And then we're like, okay, so now that you're out there, you have to do it this way and do this and do that and make sure you're not saying, um, and you know, so don't, don't you think that's a little bit of a a mixed message? Well, I think the first thing, what we're trying to do is just to get them over the technical hump because that's really what's freaking them out. And so now once they've got it done and it's in iTunes or whatever, like, okay, good. Now that we got that over with, now let's go back and fix your message because the technology thing, once you get that over with, and it's really not that big a deal, but it is if you're brand new to this thing. You're like, what? The who? The whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, we did have a – I just saw a question come through the chat room. Barry asked, um, what is the best WordPress theme for podcasting? A free one preferred. It's been so long since I've used a free WordPress theme. I can't think of one. And the, and the reason why is I used to use a couple of them, and they just – they're not – a lot of times depends, it depends what you want. Yeah, that's true I mean, too. Just saying for podcasting. Okay. Single podcast or multiple podcasts. Do you want your own player or are you going to use their players? Do you want it to lay out in a traditional format or do you want to get multiple columns going in there? Are you going to use toolbars or not? What about footers? So it's a little hard, I think today with as many themes that are out there to say, oh, this one's perfect, right? Yeah. This one's perfect for podcasting. I think you got to go out and try out a bunch. Now, in the new WordPress, like uh, 4.7, I think just came out this week, yeah. I want to say. They're making it, part of the upgrade is to make it easier and easier to see what the theme looks like not in a non-destructive way. So set the theme, choose a theme, look at it, and then it will show you a full representation of what that theme looks like without applying it to your to your site. And so my recommendation is go out and set up one or two posts or whatever, get some things set up and then roll through a bunch of themes Yeah, and, and you'll get a great feel for, for them. But Dave, I think the player you're going to use, if you're going to use a player is just as an important decision when we think about what kind of theme that you want is the theme is itself. So I think there's some decisions you have to make in there. Cause really for me, I, I I'm kind of a minimalist minimalist when it comes to, a website, I want to be able to change the header image at the top. Uh, I'd like to be able to say where my sidebar goes. I'm usually a, a right sidebar guy. Um, and that's about it, really. I mean, what else do I need? Share buttons? There's a, I'm sure there's only 50 million plugins for that. Um, you know, the players, you can use PowerPress. You can use the Libsyn player. You can use... You know, Coolcast player, uh, smart podcast player. The, there's a billion of those things, and um, you know, so start start with the default theme. Yeah, that's. I haven't get s- some get some stuff in there, and then mess around. Like, go to other podcaster sites and see what like find ones that they're using that you kind of like. Yeah. Now realize some of those are heavily, heavily modified themes. Yeah. Once they go in there, you know, but really own that piece. I I think. Um, we shortcut it if we just go to one theme, if we, like we make a recommendation for one theme. And I think we shortcut it 
for the, I, I think it's a good process for a podcaster to go through, to work through the world of themes a little bit and spend a day, an afternoon, whatever, re- really looking at what's out there and what's available. Yeah. Daniel uh, from the Audacity to podcast says, Themify Flow is a free and extremely flexible theme. So I've never heard of that one, but uh, I did find that, I can't really say that. I I know with free themes, the one thing that usually gets left out is documentation. In some cases, not all cases, uh, where when it's a studio press, appendipity, um, elegant themes, they have tons of documentation and they have support. So that's where um, I think it's one of those things, again, you're going to pay for things in time or money. And if you're, you know, potentially uh, doing a free theme, there may not be a lot of documentation. So you spend a lot of time tweaking it, but don't get, uh, don't get too lost in that. I, I'm, uh, I, I want my website to look good, but there comes a time when you're like, all right, it's doing everything I want it to do. And that's really kind of, you alluded to that. You have to figure out what do you want your yeah. website to do? I think it's a good, just experiment, get it, spend a day working through a few different themes, see what else is using. Our, our, our CFO at Gallup is really good about saying this too. One of those temptations with once you put your theme in is you're always monkeying with it. And he says, you know, when you, when you spend time constantly updating or upgrading or working on or changing, you lose any ROI you're going to get on the time you spent in it because you're just constantly doing the work. He's like, do the work, get it good enough, and then let it go for six months. Just walk away from it and then come back to it six months later. Go through another series of upgrades for a couple of weeks and then let it go again. And in that time, because every time you mess with your site, you're not podcasting. You know, you're not building content. You're not making, you're not doing your craft. And so one of our temptations is to just constantly working on our site. And I, Dave, anymore, I haven't worked on my site in months now. It's maybe even been a year. I got it the way I wanted it set it, forget it, and leave it. Let it be what it is. You can make minor tweaks and stuff like that, but I, I think leave it alone and let get the value out of it and focus on the craft. Yeah, Stop messing with your site. The only thing I do to our website is when I post an episode, I might make a new thumbnail for the actual, whatever it's called, the something image the um, in WordPress. I forget what it is. There's something image that basically means it's going to end up being the uh, featured image. Thank you, Daniel. Um, you know, so I'll come up with something for that. And even that a lot of times is like the last one, it was just a big red block with the word rude in it, you know, just something to break up the monotony of, because otherwise it was using the artwork. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about, right? No. That's all album art. That's unique right. for each episode. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about your basic base image from a website perspective yeah. and you're constantly monkeying around with things, you know, do that in the beginning and, and get where you think it's good. And then don't come back to it for three to six months. Just let it be. And then focus on podcasting. Um, and, and, you know, you can look around and do some other things, but man, you can burn a ton of time and a ton of resources going down the website theme hole where you're just constantly looking for a new theme. And I see Jeff Perry is, is he's giving us a little hint here. Jeff does the podcast fiend and he has the domain podcastroots.com, which is actually uh, interesting. It's the tonight show band that is now, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Building it. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Jeff, this might, if you got a sec to jump in here, uh, I, I, I'd love to hear why, what did you learn about your old brand and why do you feel like it needed to go with a, with a new, I, I liked your, I, I listened to your podcast. Yeah, because he he and, he tweaked a couple times there. He had podcast fiend, 
And then he changed the brand of this little monster dude. And then he changed to kind of a narrative style. Yeah. If you don't want to come in, Jeff, just ignore it. You don't have to. But, you don't uh, have to. But I like what he's doing over there. Oh, he's coming in, apparently. Oh, good. What's going on, guys? How are you, buddy? I am good. I uh, getting the day started already, uh, kind of running around. But I thought I'd jump in here, uh, answer whatever questions you guys have about the rebrand that we got going on. Yeah, no, talk to me. I'm interested. So, have you stopped doing um, podcast fiend? My last episode was the 31st. Am I am I missing things? No, uh, the, the 31st is the most recent episode. I've been working on this rebranding right now. I'm kind of taking a, a hiatus during the holidays. January 1st is when I'm going to go back on. Um, I've got some shows in the bag and, and everything that's going on with it. So I've been working behind the scenes. Um, I guess I should have made just a quick little episode like, hey, take a quick break. You know, so, I, you know, that was something that I didn't think about doing. But yeah, no, the latest episode was October 31st. So I've been working on uh, the rebrand, kind of rethinking how I want to do the show, re- redoing everything I want to do um, as well. Um but to answer your your first question as to why I'm doing yeah. rebrand, it's mainly yeah. because um, I, I felt that podcast fiend wasn't really giving it the right name for because when you hear the invariably during the entire time of podcast movement, when I was telling people what my show name was, it always followed with no, no, not not feed f i e n d. I'm like that. I, that was one of the reasons. The other reason is because I feel that. Uh, podcast roots kind of fits the name a little bit better because um, the the show as you guys know is that it's mainly talking with people in the podcast industry get their story get how they got started in the podcast and get how they got into the industry as well uh, you know how their roots kind of took shape and that's kind of how the name came to be um, and I thought that that was a little bit better name for the show uh, I always had problems with the name fiend uh, shortly after it got started, but I just sort of dug in with it, and now I've kind of pulled the plug. I'm like, I'm, I'm changing. I, I'm, I don't like it. I'm going to change it. You know, I've hit my 26 episodes that I wanted to hit in the first year. Let's start something different and, yeah. and continue. No, I think that's a good move. I mean, you you've, you did some testing. You didn't like it, which I think is really really key. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't like the name, you're not going to pour the passion into the into the the work. So you know, you didn't like it, and I think you know until you said feed. I did. I was like, what's wrong with fiend? I really like that. And then you're like feed. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I could see how that could be confused. How'd you come up with podcast roots? Uh, mainly name, just going through different names and stuff. I had a couple of other name ideas like podcast squared was an idea that I had. Um, it's a podcast about podcasting. Uh, but I just stuck with podcast roots just because you're kind of getting the story of like how people, you know, got started or the root of the tree of podcasting that I got started with. And that's kind of how I came up with the name and just, you know, I, I liked it and um, it, it was available. That was another big thing. And um, I just, uh, it was just something that I thought about and I had, I had like 25, 26 different names I was going with and podcast roots always stuck with me. I threw a couple of the ideas to a couple of buddies of mine and they always liked it. Um, so I just was like, it seems to be working. So I'm going to go with that one. So, so you're going to cut off. So will this, will the pot, the current feed just die and you're mm. going to start over no. or are you going to no. migrate it or what are you going to do? I've already migrated it. Um, so you haven't, if you haven't noticed anything in the back end, that's good. Cause I moved over to, uh, I've, I've already migrated it and I'm just going to continue to, um, 
use that feed that everybody's already subscribed to. I'm just going to change the artwork and the title, um, the description of it. Um, and that's mainly what I'm doing with the show is, as far as the rebranding and what's going to affect my audience. Um, and obviously there's going to be a new site and I'm shortly going to start redirecting podcastfeed.com to podcastroots.com. So if anybody that does listen down the site can listen to all my other episodes they are already up there in podcastroots.com. Um, you know, I, that's what I've been working on lately. And I assume you'll use a 301 redirect to, to push mm-hmm. the, the, the site over for everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Cool. No, it's a great story. This is, this is, I don't think we talk enough about this, right? You, you're in the middle of it, 26 episodes. I've really watched your, your, your podcast has changed a lot from the very beginning and you're, mm-hmm. you kind of discovered some things about yourself and what you wanted to do. You weren't afraid to try that out. Did you get much audience feedback as you were making those changes? Like when you changed to a more, I call it the NPR style, right? The yeah. more, did you get the much feedback style? from you? Yeah. The narrative. Oh did God. Yes. I, I got nothing but positive feedback. I had a buddy of mine who I didn't even know listened to my show call me the morning after I posted the Chris Hollifield episode where I first started trying this narrative style. He called me the next morning. He's like, I got to talk to you about your show. It's killer. I love what you did with it. I'm just like, I got a phone call for a response on this. So uh, the, the response on, on this kind of stuff has been nothing but positive. Um, I've gotten more response on the feelings of, of this more narrative style podcast than I have in anything else. And um, it, it, it took me a ton of work, but boy, you know, yeah, that's getting, the good news. <laughs> just getting all that stuff, uh, you know, getting all that feedback and, and, and positivity that everybody's been sending my way with it, it. It's totally worth it. Tenfold. Jeff, how much more work do you think was it to make that change for you? Well, a 45 minute interview took me about an hour and a half to edit uh, just as a straight interview. And then, you know, another 15 minutes or so to throw the intro, outro, upload it, all that stuff. The narrative episodes took me upwards of six to eight hours to do. Yeah. Because not only am I editing the interview, I'm taking out the clips that I want to use in the interview. Uh, I need to write a script with it. You know, the workflow isn't so much as just sync up the audio chop out the filler words, find out things work, and then you're done. It's no, it's find the clips that you want, take those clips apart, transcribe them so you can write a script around it, write your script to sort of feed into the, the bites, then make sure everything works well. Think of a closer because you can't close anything because you just don't know how to close anything, Jeff. So you have to think about this really hard. (laughs) And then you record everything, you find some music to fit under it, you play the music under it, and then you upload it, give it another quick listen. So, it, you know, it, it quadrupled, if not five times, the amount of work I put into each episode. And so it takes a lot more time to do it. And, and worth it for you? Totally. Absolutely worth it. Um, it. I've told multiple people that if they want to get into the narrative style format if they're a big fan of it they're fans of like gimlet and npr and radiotopia and and things like that and they really want to give it their all and and give it a shot they should do it um i've never told anybody ah it's a lot of work you don't want to do it man because my a you should do whatever you want and b i've had nothing but fun creating these episodes and doing this kind of thing so 
yeah, to answer your question, it's totally worth it. I think anybody that wants to try it should do it at least once. Yeah. The, the only thing I didn't do in that workflow is the transcript. That's an interesting idea. Because yeah, the reason I, I want to do the transcript is because um, the way that my brain works is that I print out this transcript. I, I literally get a pair of scissors and some tape, and I just cut out each block of the interview, and I throw them on my desk, and then I see how they can fit. It's like a puzzle. It's a, it's right. a, I, I try to make a puzzle out of every everything that's why i do the transcript because i can like stare at my computer screen all day but that's just not how my brain works and right. it's like how can i make these things fit so that's why i do that yeah because for me i was just naming the clips these extremely long file names it was like mm-hmm. katie kermitzos likes blah 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 you know uh whatever um you know steve talks about this blah blah so that way i could see what each clip was and then i would and then I had the whole, but it is, you have to kind of know where you're starting and where you're ending. So it was like, okay, today's story is going to be about how they crashed their drone. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, he, he's going to explain what a drone is. We're going to explain here how expensive it was. We're going to explain here how it was dangerous. And then, and so you kind of, then and so you kind of see the, the beginning, the middle and the end. And then I just do my best just to, usually I'm going Jim Cullison. You know, I'm usually just introducing who the next clip is from, mm-hmm. you know, so. Jeff, when you, when you're recording your part, do you yeah. record that all in one sitting around the script and then, uh, and then mix that all together? Or do you like in audacity record it, edit it. So you get that and then add the clip in that you want and kind of build that kind of podcast as you go. How does your audio workflow work for that the way that i do that is that um once i am done doing the puzzle pieces and, and, and figuring out how i want things to go um because because i've already got the transcript which means i've already got the clips that i want to use or clips kind of i use hindenburg i don't use audacity I use hindenburg because it's very very beautiful to use it's when it comes awesome. to this kind of style yeah because you could just drag your clips into a bin and it just saves everything of how it was you can have multiple track it's perfect for this kind of thing Hindenburg is the best $95 I've ever spent on audio anything. And there's no it's monthly the fee. Piece. That's the nice thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, you buy it, you get it, you're done. It's perfect. And I use Hindenburg to do that. So I've already got the clips and then I've got the transcript. And then once I have a script written, I record all of my script stuff and then I throw in the clips where they need to go. And then I just trim it up, make it, nice and clean and then that's my audio workflow and then i find music to try and do the intro the outro and then if i have a an ad piece in the middle or you know a, a break of some sort in the middle i'll throw some music under that and then do that kind of thing but yeah that's the audio workflow is that i've got the clips record it put them all together that's cool uh, are you so if i wanted to subscribe today am i subscribing to podcast roots or am i subscribing probably, to the the name change hasn't happened but if you're okay. subscribed to podcast fiend you're already subscribed to Podcast Roots because all I'm doing is just changing the name. It'll the flip title. over it'll, for me. It'll flip over, you know, in an instant. So I, I think your podcast is a great exercise in how podcasters grow over their, the, you know, again, Dave, we talked a lot about, you know, people want to have those first five episodes ready to go for new and noteworthy because they think they're they're the, the best they'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, the best work you're doing has been 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, right? As we've you've made this progression. I think that's really the best stuff you've made and continues to be the best. 
and that's the stuff you want to highlight. Like if you had tried to push all your your early episodes, not that they were bad, they're just not the best that you're doing. I haven't like found my doing. voice yet. No, right on. I think it's a perfect example of, and I think for podcasters, a great example of watching watching yourself progress over time. You really go on a journey, and you're pretty open about it on your podcast. I mean, you've you've said openly. Hey, I'm going to try this out, or I'm going to try that out, or I'd like a little feedback on this, or I got mm. some feedback on that. And it's just a good, I think it's a good case study in, for podcasters on what it really sounds like when you begin and, and how much you can grow over just 25 episodes. And so I'll encourage everybody to go out there if they search, so they, they can still search for Podcast Fiend. Fiend. Podcast Fiend for right now. Yeah. Um, when I do the when I do the name change, it's going to be Podcast Roots, formerly Podcast Fiend. So people, if they search either way, oh, they'll find it. Perfect. Yeah, um, no, I put a lot great. of thought into into it just because I'm like I don't want people to search for something that's not there anymore. So it's going to yeah. put both titles in there for like a month or two. Yeah, for anybody that's looking around, you can find it. Then cool. Nice. Um, or you can just search Jeff Perry because that's the author name, so they can find it that way too, and they'll they'll find it. Super. Wow. Jeff, thanks for doing what you do, man. Thanks for jumping in, too. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Yeah, I, Christmas shopping or holiday stuff, and I got to pick up some packages and all the fun stuff that come in the holiday season. So I'm Good on stuff. the run today. But um, I, I'm going to say one last thing. Uh, I told Dave this before, but I want to tell him again. The reason I started doing this kind of thing was because of an episode that he did or an email that I got from him about zagging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a time for you to zag was the, was the episode and email that I got. That is sort of what lit a fire under me to try and do something different because I thought about doing that kind of thing a long time. And I finally, you know, when I listened to that episode, I got, I got uh, inspired to just say, I'm going to stop planning because I've been planning to try and do this for a while. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to zag. So, uh, you know, I, I have to say, uh, Dave, in, in, in some way, you helped me kind of make this change happen and, and do this thing. So thank you. Well, I hope it works. That's the good news. <laughs> You're the one that made me do this, man. I ruined it. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I appreciate it's your that. Fault if it fails. That's so. it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that's that. Awesome. That's that's one of the things we were talking about. I forget what group I was in, and we had to. Oh, it was when I was on uh, Michael Monroe's show, and he said it's kind of weird because after a while you have to kind of like go, "Ooh, I didn't realize people were actually listening." You know, yeah. like you can actually affect change. You know, so you have to kind of like. You know, don't don't just willy nilly go. I don't know, just whatever. If you want to delete your website, go right ahead. It's like, no, no, that's not something you want to do without thinking about it. So you have to be kind of uh, careful at that. So yeah, well, cool, man. I'm glad. Are yeah. you having fun? That's the bottom line. I am. I'm having a blast. I um, I'm, I'm I really want to get this new episode out there and just and just throw it out there. But I still have some tweaking I want to do. Uh, a lot of the back end stuff at the site I want to work on. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my plan of just doing it after the holiday season. Cause if I start now, I'm going to, I'm going to totally drop the ball on something else in my life. So I'm just going to wait till after the holiday season and just get started then. So January That's 1st, um, is, is when things are going to get started again with the new show. And good. So cool. All right, my man. Uh, thank good. you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, yeah, man. Uh, you know, have a good holiday season. You, or, too. you know, a good rest of the year. So you too, Jeff. guys. Thanks for coming in, man. Now keep it up. Love that guy's podcast. I just love I watching people transform or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, fun. you know, we, we yeah. talked a lot about Rob Greenlee and the Spreaker live show is another one that's gone through a bunch of changes. Um, and the thing I think, especially now after just talking with Jeff, I bet Jeff will give this longer than three episodes. 
You know what I mean? Because I see a lot of people like, okay, I'm going to zag, and then they zag for two episodes. They're like, well, I still, you know, my numbers went up, but you know, they're not like where I wanted them to be. I'm like, you, you know, you got to give it. Well, I just what show was I watching? And they almost canceled. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. Um, they were doing a thing because there's something on CBS. They colorized two versions of it. I guess one's around Christmas. They're going to show them. So they're interviewing Dick Van Dyke, who's in his 90s, I believe. And he explained that when it first came out, that show almost got canceled. And he said, yeah, he said it took a while for them to to kind of have the audience find them. He goes, but the whole time they, they just kept doing what they wanted to do. And I was like, yeah. man, there's a lesson from, from – Well, Seinfeld was that way too. Yeah. The first three seasons are terrible. Yeah. I mean they're they're not that great. They're better watching them after you kind of know right. than – they were in the beginning, right? Friends was the same way. The first couple seasons of Friends, well, and some people would argue the whole the whole thing was pretty bad, but Friends was that way too. No, it's been fun. I, you know, like, like as we think about Jeff's podcast, it's been fun to watch him grow, and he's a perfect example of of a podcast where you can really see it week over week. And uh, and I binge listened to his a couple of his episodes when I was in California driving from LA to San Francisco. And so you get eight hours in the car. And I, I think I did four episodes for him all in once And each one, you could see a marked improvement in the work mm-hmm. that he was doing and not just like an improvement in quality, but improvement in content and what he was shooting for. You could kind of see the wheels turning in his head as he'd gotten some feedback and like, Oh, I could shift or pivot on this and kind of do that. And he was adding elements in and it was really cool to see that progression take place. And so I'll just encourage others, you know, if you're out there thinking about doing that, don't, you know, continue to continue and improve on those things, get good audience feedback. And if you need to pivot, I mean, it's a pretty solid pivot for him Absolutely. to go from podcast fiend to podcast roots. There's a lot of changes that have to go in better to do it by the way at 26 than to do it at 226. So it's uh, good for him for making that uh, decision to move quickly. Absolutely. Well, Hey, as we start to uh, wrap up here, um, we should thank, of course, our awesome supporters. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, assuming Bluehost is up, um, you will see lovely people like Stargate Pioneer from uh, betterpodcasting.com, Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, and a whole slew of people, including uh, Nick Suberling, Jim Collison, Alan Meisner, Barry Kessler, Joshua Rivers, Frank Brill, Dale Henninger, Kudrin's Crypt, Cauldron's Crypt, excuse me, Kale Nelson, Adam Waddell, uh, Mike from ADHD Think Tank, Kim Slusher, Jeremy Dennis, Rob Griffiths, uh, Corey Finneran, Mike Moody, Alan. Mike Moody, by the way, new uh, contributor, so welcome aboard, Mike. Uh, Alan Palmer, Emily, uh, Gary, and Margaret, Jason Bryan, David Wilson, the Seahawkers podcast, Craig from Inglaeus podcast, and uh, me. I actually support myself. I was testing uh, Fire Talk back in the day, so I give myself a buck. Nicely done. Yeah. That's a good list. It's a great it is a list. Good list. Thanks for supporting Dave. Yeah, thank you guys. I do appreciate that. We are going to stick around for some uh, some post show, and um, if anybody's wondering why I'm blue today, it's because I rebooted my computer, and at first it didn't even see my camera, and then we finally got it to see the camera, but it won't see the program that allows me to uh, fix it. So, um, so you had a chance there to just spin that into a whole. I'm blue because of, and you could have some kind right. of right. You know, oh, I have a blue. I'm having a blue Christmas no. without you. So, I'm supporting Christmas around the world or something. Like That's that. it. And uh, so find Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and you can save on a single uh, course or a whole bundle. We will not be here next week, but we will be back on Christmas Eve. Uh, so until then, uh, keep podcasting, and we'll see you very soon. <laughs>